Yes, sir. All another, right. Another week of getting to enjoy the best league in the world. Not too many upsets this week. It was a pretty, uh, pretty good weekend. Everybody kind of, everything worked out the way it kind of looked like it would, except for Manchester United and Everton. We'll start off there. First game of the week. Oh God. What's I, up with it? What's up with that, man? You, man. <laughs> I think we're starting to see their flaws in their team. Yeah. I, definitely. Um, they're starting to struggle against teams that. Oh, I mean, team solid teams. You know. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, they lost to who was it, Ashton Villa last week? Yeah, but they're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, Tottenham looks like shit, and we somehow beat them this week. So. Yeah, um, Man U though, I, I mean, they didn't. Or here's the thing: they didn't start Ronaldo, they didn't start uh, Pogba, mm-hmm. and that's a big deal. But at the same time, should you've got such a stacked team. You yeah. know what I mean? You're you playing Everton before. that doesn't have a bench really, mm-hmm. and it's just like, dude. And they didn't play. They played out without uh, lit. Calvert Lewin. Yeah, and if you're gonna sit there and say that, you know, oh, it's because Ronaldo didn't start, bro. Ronaldo was in when mm-hmm. they scored the goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it was one zero at the time. <sighs> I just, I, I think that, um, like you said, that they're starting to really show their flaws as a team. Yeah. And the thing about me, like I said, there's a lot of egos on that field, and everybody's starting to look just a little bit more selfish on the ball. And especially when the going gets tough, when things aren't going their way, you start seeing players doing some kind of stupid shit, you know what I mean? Off the hand stuff. And uh, Bruno Fernandez, I mean, he played pretty well, I'd say. Mm. I don't really have any issues with Bruno Fernandez, but um, the rest of the team looks pretty bang average, I'd say. And Vidan, I was expecting a lot more from him, more leadership in the back. He was one of my favorite center backs for a long time. And he just seems to be like really regressing he's not really progressing as a player anymore and Which he's is still crazy. really young yeah like i said he's really young uh it's from what i'm seeing a uh, part of it i feel like it's it's starting to show uh Solshire's inexperience as a manager right you saw him like laughing at the end yeah. of the game like he ain't even taking it seriously yeah. if i'm a man you fan that would piss me off honestly yeah exactly and i mean it's showing that I feel like he's not tactically flexible and be able to like come up with a specific game plan per team. It just kind of seems like they're they're banking. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've been they're good at what they do, which is just kind of counterattacking everybody. But I mean, when you're at home and you're theoretically playing a team that's inferior to you, and you're kind of not you don't have a control of the game like you should. Um, like I said, it just shows his flaws as a manager, and it looks like it shows that he's still green all around. Um, and I mean, at this point, I feel like I saw what is it like their next month schedule, and it's like hard team after hard team. And it, it'll probably be like their make or break. Like, I mean, because don't get me wrong, if you were to get like a like a top manager, like a Klopp or like a Mar- not, not even Mourinho anymore, to like Guardiola on that team, yeah, like they do have a real, holy shit. Their next game is against Leicester, who's struggling, but they're scoring goals, and I'll yeah. give them that win. Yeah. And they play Atlanta in uh, the uh, Champions League, which is a – that should be a win, but looking at their form, it might not be. And then they play Liverpool, and then they play Tottenham um, back for the Champions League at Atlanta, and then they play Man City. So it's like you guys really can't catch a break yeah. <laughs> until November 20th, which is very far away, and that's, you know, six games yeah. away. And 
uh, that month is basically going to show whether um, uh, I feel like Solskjaer is going to be whether he's the solution to the problem or not, you know, because at that point you kind of realize because at first like his I feel like his excuse or not not necessarily excuse, but his like you can get away with it because you're like, oh, he doesn't have the correct team, you know, like he had an average team and he's a new manager and he's the first time like, you know, like uh, managing in the Premier League. But now you built a team for him, and you know, like, like, what's his excuse now? Like, it's you got you got one of the best players of all time on your team, and you still can't win games. And interesting that you said about how disappointing it was in the back. I guess uh, Manchester United have conceded at least one goal in each of their last nine matches at Old Trafford, which is their longest run without a clean sheet at home in the top flight since February of 1971. That's ridiculous. So it goes to show you that. I mean, yeah, you're top heavy on that club, and you have all this attacking talent. You have a plethora of attacking talent. Yeah, you literally have like three subs in each attacking like slot. But I mean, if you guys can't figure it out in the back, like, I mean, what difference does it make? Especially when somebody all they had to do is, you know, like they only registered three tackles the entire game. Succeeded tackles. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah, and when you bring us like a player of the caliber of like Varane, you know, like a like a proven winner, like a like a World Cup winner, a champion, multiple time Champions League winner, you know, like you would think that their d- defense would be boosted automatically. And I mean, it's just starting to show that maybe there's an underlying reason, like that we don't see that you know something behind the scenes that shows that maybe. Solskjaer isn't the one that to lead them into the future. Like look at look at Chelsea. Like yeah, Frank Lampard got them to they were, and then now Tuchel's reaping like reaping the, the the success of all that the groundwork that he had laid out. Maybe it's time to part ways with uh, Solskjaer and you know bring someone in who's gonna progress that team to uh, where they should be, which should, should should be sweeping these teams away easily. Honestly, another interesting stat is that they held seventy two percent possession. Um, and they were only able to take 13 shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Everton, you know, left with 28% possession, still registers 12 shots. Exactly. So it's like you keep the ball, you do nothing with it all game. And then when it does kind of time to make your tackles, you're not making them. Exactly. So you, it's almost like you're falling asleep in defense by holding the ball that long. Uh, I, I think that could be one of their problems, honestly, especially because they're not really a possession team. Uh, you look at their lineup. I mean, they had um, what's his name, McTominay, uh, and then Fred in the middle together. Yeah. And you're holding that much possession. It's just like you kind of know that it's not in the attacking third. If it is on the other half of the field, is yeah. which it's not really. It's about fifty-fifty. Half mm-hmm. of it's in their own half, and then it's like not progressing forward. You're just keeping the ball. And yeah. Everton is perfectly fine with just shifting side to side. When you got Allen and Decore yeah. right there in the middle, two of the best box to box. In yeah. the prem, honestly, yeah. and the thing is, is that they were one offside call away from losing the game as well. Oh yeah, I <laughs> forgot all about that. Yeah, and it was like, a foot away, and yeah. honestly, that shouldn't have even been a squared ball. He should yeah. have ripped it. And yeah. the yeah. fact that he had that much space at that point in the game. I mean, what do you think? Fifteen yards away from any player yeah. near him in the box, bro. Yeah. At the end of the game, and so. he decides to square it across, and Yuri Mina was just a little bit offside, but he's not an attacker, so he doesn't know how to hold his run. Exactly. A little frustrating, but. Which I 
Demar, think, and then Damari Gray, bro. Oh my god, we've been hyping this guy up all season, but that goal was all his, dude. Yep. Like he just fights for the ball. I don't know who he bodied, but he bodied the shit out yep. of him, and he's the skinniest guy on the field, man. Yep. And he looked like a bodybuilder at that point. <laughs> Bodies is full, takes off, plays a nice pass to uh, Decor. Decor. Decor comes on his uh, his right foot, plays yep. it over to um, Townsend. Townsend, and then Townsend nets it's, it, dude, with his the, weak foot, yep. man. Yep. Ah, just a nice which is goal. What, which is what uh, five goals in his last nine appearances for Everton. Which He's is, balling right now. Yeah, which is cool. Which is crazy because I think he picked him up on a free. Really? Yeah, Jeez. pretty sure. Yeah, so that's like that's good that's, business right there. Exactly, and like I said, then, imagine paying a hundred mil for Sancho to watch him do the shit he's doing right now. <laughs> Was it zero zero goals, zero assists registered, and like eleven appearances? At the end of the game, he had one chance, and then he just like whiffed yeah. it straight at the keeper, and I'm just like, damn. If if I'm Manchester United, I I definitely take this international break to kind of collect yourself, because like I said, they have a rough week or a rough month coming up. Um, dust yourselves off, and I mean you're gonna have to get back to it. I don't know. Like I said, maybe you're gonna have to figure out a plan B, because evidently if you ain't counterattacking, then you ain't doing shit half the time. And I mean, if you're Everton going into the break, I mean this is probably the best result you could have gotten apart from getting a win, you know. Because, I mean, you kind of, like, although you weren't in possession the whole time, like, you kind of, like, you minimized United as a threat. And, I mean, you just keep, you just build off of that. I mean, they, their star striker was injured, you know, so it's like, you hopefully you can get him back before before they, uh, the, the Prem resumes. But, I mean, like I said, I mean. That leaves, what, that leaves Everton in fifth place, and then they're tied on points right now with Man U. Yeah, so which it's like leaves them in a good spot yeah. going into the break, and hopefully you can get back some injuries and stuff. Well, what like. I'm trying to say is, you look at those two teams, yeah, and then you're <laughs> telling me they're on the same points right now, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, your team sucks. You guys aren't playing well together, right. and it's showing. It's really starting to show, and I've been saying this. You've been saying it since the beginning, and everybody's getting real defensive. But like, what? What's your argument now? Like, I really don't know. What do you? What do you say at this point? I nope. mean, I'm just sick and tired of like the whole. Man, you's gonna start stepping it up. Like I, I would like to see it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I like competitive soccer. But you guys, it's just it's rookie mistakes after rookie mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's just showing composure and lack of chemistry. I mean, it is what it is. Though I mean, sometimes yeah. people think that buying the biggest names and spending all this money and bringing in all these like personalities is gonna win you games. Nah, sometimes you just gotta find a cohesive unit and some and people that are willing to work together to fucking get the job done. Yep. The next game was Burnley and Norwich. Norwich was, started the game with zero yeah. points. And now yeah. they have one point. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad for them, bro. Like, I, I was I was saying during the game, like, they don't even play to their strengths anymore. Like, yeah. Pookie was their only goal threat, and they don't even really cross the ball to him anymore. They, they send it over his head, and then they try to play wide. And, and then when they go wide, they're not really, like, they're trying to, like, bend them in, like, as if they got finishers, but they yeah. don't have finishers. And so, then, I mean, I'm really surprised that Burnley wasn't able to know, put dude. these guys away. I mean, it goes to show Burnley though, like they, they're always so disappointing. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna be able to stay in the Prem this season, honestly. What? Are, what are they? How many points do they have? Three. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's rough. It's rough down at the bottom because like it's, you're getting pummeled week after week if you're down there, you know. So any kind of points. Or any like if you're able to take points off the people around you, like I feel like it's so benefit. It's almost like six points versus three points, you know, because you're knocking yeah. 
three off of somebody else. But the, take... the teams that they took the points against were like decent teams, like Leeds one one, and then you got Leicester two two. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, but I mean, like we're saying, you should have took this win. Yeah, take the momentum and and continue. But uh, like, uh, it was definitely a snooze fest for sure, though. Yeah, it was a game. No... Like it wasn't very interesting. No, no, it wasn't very many shots. There was like. A bunch of scuffed opportunities, but I mean, uh, that's usually what you get when you get like any in any league in the world. That's what usually what you get when you get like some of the bottom teams playing each other. It's either they're super defensive based or it's a lot of mistakes in the back and stuff like that. Yeah, even game, even score, all that. So bottom of the table teams. Yeah. Next game was uh, Chelsea and Southampton, three one. Um, Chalaba, I mean, he's shout out to dude, my boy. Yeah, he's having a good first season. I mean, well, it's not his first season, but is it his first season? Yeah, like, yeah maybe so maybe this season. Yeah, so um, he scored a banger his first game, and then mm-hmm. now he scores a header to put them ahead at the very beginning of the game. I'm a big fan of the guy. I think he's got a good career ahead of him. Yeah, you know, it's crazy that Trevor Chalaba is Chelsea's joint top scorer at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League under Thomas Tuchel with two goals, despite only attempting two shots. What? This is pretty insane. Yeah, I like the kid. He's like a good center back. Like he saw he he's and he, the crazy thing is that he's only gonna mature. His game's only gonna mature with the more experience you get, especially when you're learning from somebody like Thiago Silva or Espirito Quetta. You know, like even Rudiger, dude. Like, like that that guy's they they're they've they're all winners. You know. Yeah. And the, so, the thing, one thing I want to say about the Chelsea game though is I I'm a big Chelsea fan this season. Like I think they're playing like really well, mm-hmm. but. The game was super close. It was 1-1 yeah. for the whole game up until, like, I think the 80th minute. Yes. And then uh, there was, like, a VAR red card, you know, with Ward Prowse winning. Yeah. It was a pretty dirty tackle, and I think Otto gave a red, too, because yeah. just, like... Which is crazy. Initially, the ref gave a yellow. Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't it was a hard tackle, but it could have been yeah. a really... It could have been dangerous, man. Yeah. Like, he went right into his Achilles. Who was yeah. it, Jorginho? Yeah. Yeah, which, right into his Achilles. Which and if is he like, would have came in like a little hotter, mm-hmm. dude, he would have been screwed. Which which shows like what we talked about previously, what I believe uh I forgot who's who received the uh, a red card earlier this season where it's like sometimes you don't have to make contact with the player, it's just the intent of the tackle itself that's deemed worthy to be deemed as a red card itself. Because at the end of the day, like I think it was Jaka. Yeah, I think it, yeah. It's at the end of the day, it's like it the ref is there to protect the players and if Luckily, we have VAR now where we can go back and review. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're like, like if it was my team, I'd be mad as hell. But at the end of the day, it's like to protect the players too, you know, because you can't have people going to like, fuck. If you like people in the 90s in the prem, like they're fucking getting stuck in on everything. And I know that's what people have been taught to do. But at the same time, like, like I said, overall, they're athletes and like, you know, like they, that hurts them in the long run, you know, like it could be like a career ending injury at the end of the day. Yeah. So, Soccer was a lot different back in the day, you know what I mean? Yeah. You could watch, like, highlight reels, and you'll just see, like, slide tackle after slide tackle, yeah. and the ref's like, well, it's almost like he's like, well, you slid him, yeah, so it's exactly. like one exactly. one for another, and it's yeah. just like it, it starts to get out of hand, and really the game starts to get ugly at that point. Even mm-hmm. though it looks cool, you know, it's starting to turn into a hockey match at some point. So, Which yeah. is crazy because uh, – what's his name? Uh, Ward Pass had just converted a, a, a PK to tie it 1-1, and – and he almost hit that yeah. that half volley in the first half, right outside oh, the post. Oh, that man. little Gerard esque yeah. half volley. That was disgusting. Yeah. And I mean, but Chelsea- the amount of shots Chelsea took. Let me yeah. see. Let me see. Yeah, twenty shots they took, dude. 
That's insane. Nine shots on target. Keeper was busy. Yeah. He was busy. Mm-hmm. And he was holding his own until the very end when they had yeah. that red card. And even that goal they scored with Chilwell, it barely went in, man. Like, yeah. it hit the post and then the save. And, and then yeah, the, re- and the goal. Nice did, volley. Yeah, though. nice did volley. Well, did well to stay. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, Chelsea did what they do. You know, they have depth in every position. And, I mean, there's a, they're just a superior team. So, although it was 1-1 all the way into the 80th minute, I mean, your class is always going to shine through, you know. Yeah. Especially when you have game changers like that. that I mean, it all, all it takes is one opportunity. To oh, and then it. that Rudiger, man, is balling out of control this season. I'm such yeah. a fan of Rudiger. And then he carries the ball forward, takes on players, and then yeah. plays a beautiful through ball. But Lukaku wasn't able to hold his line enough, and then they called that goal back. Yeah. And then Werner got a goal called back, too. So they yeah. could have potentially won 5-1. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, I mean Ch- offsides is offsides, yeah. and the game was 1-1, yeah. and it could have it could have exactly. went either way, you know. But, I mean, Chelsea's just business as usual, getting, yeah. getting the job done. I mean, like yeah. I said, they're probably going to win it all this season. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I mean, unless they get, like, a serious injury to one of their big-time players, it's hard to see them not, you know, like, bottling this one unless they pull, like, a Liverpool in 2014 yeah. and choke it in the last month. Yeah, that's but, I mean, true. Next game was the Leeds and Watford. Leeds barely took this one, 1-0. That's their first one of the season, I believe. Um, I don't really know. Let me take a look. Look at the table. Mm, yeah, it's their first win. Holy shit! Yeah, they're struggling, struggling. I yeah. didn't realize how bad they were doing. They were just at they've they've been at the very like you know like they've gotten the bad end of the stick for a couple games. Yeah, they needed this win for sure because that puts them at six points, and Watford even with the loss has seven. So it's like Watford's been doing pretty decent. So. Kind yeah. of disappointing to take this loss, but uh, what are you going to do, you know? Diego Llorente with the goal. Um, which is have... which is a weird one. It was, like, he was like, it was like off a flicked header that was put back in, and then he like hit it all weird with like his planting foot, and I don't know, but I mean, it's good to see them getting finally getting their win, especially against like a, like a, I want to say. Uh, I mean, if you didn't see how the league was going and you just looked at the two teams, you would always say, like, oh, Leeds for sure. And at least they yeah. were able to get that win. Um, there wasn't really much to say about that game, though. It was kind yeah. of. Apart from that, it was kind of boring to it watch. Was, yeah, it was kind of. <laughs> but like, it is what it is. Yeah. And then the next game, the Wolves and Newcastle. That one was a good game. Yeah. Um, Jimenez. I mean, he's a goal scorer, but apparently he's Fucking turning to baller. a false nine, you Fucking know? Baller. Dude, he's. Bodying people, taking people on, and playing perfectly weighted through balls for just one touch finishes almost. And then you uh, can tell that goal last week helped him out. Yeah, he has a lot of confidence right now. He's playing well. And then Quang, Quang <laughs> scores two goals in the same game. It's yeah. a nice little uh, introduction to the club. And then with all that, with uh, those two, uh, was it two assists that Jimenez got? Yeah. Yeah, he becomes like the second highest, like, uh, what's it called? Um, contributor oh, as nice. a Mexican. In the Premier League behind Chicharito, which is kind of cool, you know, because, I mean, I feel like for the longest we considered him kind of a flop until he came to Wolves. And, I mean, it's cool to see him doing this thing, although he, he's, like, a, a lot older, you know? Because yeah. he's, like he's almost 30, if not already 30. So, it's like he's like we're kind of getting into prime him. Yeah. You know, it's, like a, it's like a Vardy, like, kind of deal, you know, where he, like, kind of matured. His game matured later in his career, which is good to see, you know? And he's just, like, overall, I mean, he's, like, overall a good striker, like, like he's definitely he's like a classic striker. You yeah, know what I mean, but he's like he does everything too. You know, like he he he'll pick up the ball at half field and dribble past like three players and then lay it off for uh, some. I mean, both his both his assists were pretty much like that. Yeah, know? so I mean, 
it just goes to show that there's been a lot of growth in his game in like the last three years for sure which i mean he's like their talisman you know like he's like their main man up front and i mean without them without him they look so weak at the end of last season so it's cool to see him like getting back into the like the rhythm of things and playing like you know how we remember how he was playing beforehand before he's a pretty serious injury and then the only goal they conceded honestly like the keeper was down for a second and then it like falls to the top of the box yeah. at Hendricks, and then he's like sprinting back to his goal and he just barely yeah. overruns it it was a good rip but i mean like if keeper was in his goal i mean maybe he would have got hands on that but still hit the post and went in but three or two one solid yeah. win for them um wolves look pretty decent what place does that put them at let me see uh table Dang, 12th place? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They got unlucky at the beginning. Remember, they couldn't finish? They couldn't even – like, they were – and it was crazy because they, play, they played well without Triori. Like, he, there was the second yep. game in a row on the bench. So, maybe that's saying, saying some things about – Yeah, we've been saying they're attacking third is, like, too centered around him. And yeah. then he's, his lack of, like <laughs> – Finishing ability. Finishing ability and even service is kind of terrible. Yeah. So it's like he gets like one or two good little chip crosses a game, yeah. and then that's it. Mm-hmm. But um, and then the next game, last game of the day was uh, Brighton versus Arsenal. Oh, that, <laughs> that one was an equally a snooze fest. Yeah, that was terrible. One thing that kind of makes me mad is like how many chances uh, Brighton was able to produce against this team, and then Tottenham was just like such ass against them. Um, but our, that goes to show, like I was saying, Arsenal always shows up to play against us at the Emirates. And then they go missing again. Yeah. And I said that last week. I think that they're going to struggle yeah. against Brighton. And then they did. They, they had, but the thing is, they had Ramsdale bail him out a few times. Dude, Ramsdale is good, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's he's the new starter for me. I don't know why you would even try to put Leno back in that in no, that starting he, eleven. He's nowhere near as good. Um. Yeah, because I mean, he had a couple crucial saves, especially at the end of the of the second half when I remember there was like a square ball they were about to play, and he like. Literally, like dives out and like swats it out from like a open, wide open mole Like if that gets through, like that's nine out of ten times a goal. You know? Yeah. Uh, Brighton was able to take twenty one shots that game. Yeah, it was there was domination by Brighton. They were pressing. They had fifty eight shit. Yeah, fifty eight percent possession. Yeah, twenty one shots. Arsenal only took eight shots. Man, they were pressing the fuck out of Arsenal. Like they were, they were literally like. The moment that Arsenal would start playing out of the back, they would literally just collapse onto them and just win the ball and just keep going after, after. Like, it's crazy how relentless, like... The fact they didn't put one of those away, though, yeah. kind of is insane to me. Yeah, no, definitely. But it's cool, like, because I feel like they're, like, Brighton's starting to find their groove, you know? Like, their pressing game is impressive. Like, I, and that's coming from, like, me, you know, that has that gets to watch one of the more impressive, like, teams that press the shit out of other teams. And Cucurella looks like he's starting to Fucking develop into such a good player into that team. And that guy, the, the balls he's whipping in the box, yeah. they, once they start getting at the end of these crosses, they're going to yeah. be a force to reckon with, man, because he's able, he's quick, man, and he puts in perfect crosses every time. All I'm saying is I wouldn't mind him at City, you know, because uh, we got some weird-ass fools. Yeah. Some weird shit at I, left back. He'd be, a, yeah, Zinchenko, like, dude, he's way better than Zinchenko. Yeah, and then, uh, Mandy, we don't even want to talk about that fool. Yeah, and, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> and then, uh, if for those of you who don't know, I'll let Jesus explain that a little bit. It's not anything good, honestly. Yeah, yeah no. So basically, he's in, he's, he's sitting in a jail cell till at least the, the beginning of the new year. That's all, that's all I would say about that. And yeah, so we're down to left back. That's yeah. why Kinsella's playing left back for us. Touching touching kids ain't cool, man. Yeah. 
Anyways, next game, Crystal Palace and Leicester. Ooh, 2-2. Leicester's really good on the attack, but they're collapsing in the back, dude. And it's time to wonder, like, you know, is this time up as a coach? Do people know? I think it's time to move on. Yeah. It's either that or you start scrapping the team. But another talking point is Crystal Palace looks so strong. Mm-hmm. They look good. And the fact that they were down 2-0 at one point and they were able to come back shows a lot of strength in the squad uh, mentality. And then also, like, the goals that were scored by Leicester weren't, like, amazing. And they kind of were just, like, scraping those together. And if you were to look at the game, take a step back, I would have gave Crystal Palace that win. Yeah, because it's crazy. Like, to come back from a 2-0 win, like, that's it. Like it's it's impressive. It shows heart. I mean, and like and like they say, two 0 is probably the most dangerous lead. Yeah, all it takes is one goal to start the comeback. And like an interesting stat on them is that Crystal Palace has had the fewest shots of any Premier League side on target the whole season. However, they've conceded, which was fourteen shots on target the whole season, and they've con- uh, they've uh, con- they've converted six of them, which makes them like I think over fifty percent. Being they're basically the most like. Stat wise, they're the most they're the deadliest team because they they're putting. You don't want to see them, yeah, put a shot on target yeah. basically because a it's lot, probably gonna go in. Yeah, they get a lot of PKs, but this game had no PKs, so which is crazy. I mean, it was a good game. I mean, it, back but your boy, forth. your boy Ian Nacho from Man City, Woo! stole the ball off the foot, just kind of got caught slipping in the back. You know yeah. what I mean? You get a little bit lax, you feel too comfortable, yeah. and then that's when they press you, and he took the ball off his foot and yeah. scored the goal. And then Vardy, I mean, dude, the guy doesn't stop scoring. So yeah. you expect a goal from him every game. Like I said, he which, might be top goal scorer in the league just because of this shit. But yeah, which uh, Ianacho finally starting, and people have been like uh, pushing for him to start. I mean, it shows like that he's quality. You know that he should be starting in. And it's that, a little different, you know. And what it, I mean? it, yeah, it gives you a different look. Like you not only do you have to worry about Vardy and now running in behind, like you have this guy too that can convert and create chances as well. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, although Leicester didn't get a result out of it and they got a, only a point, maybe that's something that they can build on, especially because they've been struggling for so long, especially at the beginning of this season. With like, I think, I think uh, having just Vardy up there like kind of limits you. I mean, especially if you're not keeping clean sheets and you're getting, con- you're conceding goals. Um, but I mean, like I said, the good thing is that a lot of these teams that are conceding or are like in the slump right now have like this whole week break. Pl- to like basically reassess what they're doing and see where like they can get stronger as a team because I mean we're only what seven weeks eight weeks in so there's still 30 weeks left in the season and so it's it's it all it takes is a little like a month run to change your fate in the prem honestly the next game was my boys Tottenham taking on Ashton Villa at home and we were able to come out with the win Hoiberg I love the guy he had a really rough game against Arsenal but he comes back strong and he's not a goal scorer and he looked it was a beautiful goal I mean yeah, I don't know how he had that much time on the top of the box. Nobody pressing him. He just kind of was like, well, I guess I'm going to shoot. But it was a perfect shot. Place it back in the bottom corner, far, mm-hmm. far post. Um, we also got an own goal. But either way, whether he makes that tackle or yeah. not, we're tapping that in. So it's like we deserve both goals, I think. They were well-worked goals. Um, but they did score on us, you know. And yeah. it's just like. You might, you guys might as well name the fucking stadium the Human Sung Stadium. Yeah, because I guess he's been directly involved in eleven goals in his past twelve games there, which is like you know <laughs> that's that's says something about you that you perform when you know needed the most, especially when you got the crowd behind you at home. Like that's probably the best that you can do. Yeah, I mean, 
if we do not extend Yoris's contract and we're looking for a new captain, I think they give it to Hoiberg, but you're almost tempted to give it to Sun just because he leads by example and everybody loves him. You know what I mean? But um, there is games, I have to admit, that just because he does produce all that stuff, sometimes he goes missing. And, and he has those moments of brilliance, but like right. a lot of the game, he kind of is just like wandering around. And, um, and it's crazy because it's like you guys got to win. But then again, it's like it's weird because – like, I would say you guys played well, and then it's like, but Kane isn't scoring. Which... Kane's not scoring, and I've been saying he needs to get pulled from the starting 11. Yeah, because he's on his longest goal drought since 2015-16, which is crazy. And it's just like, it goes back to what I was saying, where it's like he's disappointed for never getting that transfer to Man City, I think, and it's just really weighing on him, and he's lost his motivation, and he doesn't want to, he doesn't really want to work. And, like, yeah, we're in the conference league, and he scored a hat trick in, like, less than 20 minutes, but honestly, like, who the hell was that team anyways? You know what I mean? If you don't score a hat trick as Harry Kane, yeah. I'm annoyed. You know, yeah. so it's like I, I personally think the guy's gotta go on the bench yeah. and and fight for his position because he's he's showing me absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I'm I'm getting real frustrated with the guy. Um I I just I have nothing good to say about him right now. I'm I'm disappointed in his attitude. I'm disappointed in his like will to want to try harder for the team. And when things aren't going his way, he just kind of starts walking around the field. And um, it does seem like someone told him finally to stay the hell in his position yeah. and stay up top. But even then, it's like you're, he's still not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely struggling. One thing I got to say, though, about Tottenham is, like, the passing, it's just, like, they're just slightly off, all the passes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, we'll hold possession or whatever, but – the, the succession rate for the amount of passes you're playing, it's just like it should be a lot higher. And it's 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 kind of nerve-wracking because our defense is kind of like really like not consistent. And Christian Romero, like oh, shit. the guy just – he's not it, man. He's not it. Yeah. We paid 50 mil for him and maybe 55. I don't know what the hell we paid for him. Too much is how much we paid, I think. Yeah. Um, I think you can get away with stuff like that in the Italian league, but right here you get punished for your mistakes. And every single week he's getting punished on diving in. And I get press on the guy's back, but don't literally go diving into the tackle and then not be able to track back because now we're left vulnerable, you know? Or at least win the ball if you're going to do it. Exactly. So it's just like and – then, and then when he does go press them, they're still able to get past them. It's not like they're playing the way they're facing when yeah. he does that. So it's like – that guy's kind of driving me nuts. I think he needs to stay on the bench a little bit longer and continue to fight for his position. They're just learning the league, too, the pacing and what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Know? Next season is going to be a stronger season for us, I think, once all these signings start to learn how to be more cohesive as a unit. Yeah. But um, that, that's kind of all I got to say about Tottenham. I, well, actually, last week I thought we were going to take, like, a huge loss. You know what yeah. I mean? So to see a win makes me feel good, especially because that puts us two points above Arsenal. So... <laughs> whatever west ham versus brentford my boys my second team of the season uh they come out with a 2-1 win against west ham like i which said is, at their stadium which is, yeah which is good yeah man and then um dude i mean let's just go straight to the the winning goal we saw again oh, yeah. dude yep. comes off the bench and puts away a winner well last week wasn't a winner but it tied the game versus yeah. liverpool and then he comes in this week and it's not an easy finish on that like half volley man and he comes through just smacks it in Last play of the game, giving them the win, which is crazy because uh, with that winner, uh, it makes they make some uh, 
they're one of the few teams who's still unbeaten away from home, which is good. Because if you're able to pick up wins away from home, like that's so crucial. And their say. home and like uh, environment is just epic, yeah. man. They got one of the like best fan bases because they haven't been in the prem. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these fans are just like so excited to see big teams play. And then, like, the game against Liverpool was crazy. The stadium was erupting for a 3-3 tie. You know what I mean? Like, these fans are dope. And I think that the fan is the 12th man in the field. So, if no, you're able honestly. to get these wins away from home, like you're saying, it just goes to show. Once they do start ticking at home, exactly. dude, they're def- – I keep saying they're going to be top 10 this season, man. And to come out and do this in your first season in the Prem, that's just amazing, man. If, if they can keep that team together and add some pieces next season, they're definitely going to be, like, challenging for those at least Europa League spots. And West Ham is one of the, like, stronger teams this season. Yeah. So, 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 so to go to their house and upset them in, in the 90th minute, it shows a lot of character and it, it shows a lot of upside to that team. And not only that, it put them above them in points. I left them at seventh place with twelve points, and then West Ham's left at nine, uh, ninth place with eleven points. Yeah. So it's like that was a big game for both teams, and then they were able to prevail and come out with the win. They just pushed to the last minute every yeah. time. They lay it all out on the field, and you could see the passion in these players. And again, Ayer, he's 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 a baller man out the back. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I just I really can't get enough of this team. I, I think I'm gonna have to buy me a Brentford jersey. <laughs> it's gonna be Ayer or Tony, one or the other. Tony, man. But I don't know. I'm a center back, so I like to support the center backs. That's true. Yeah. So, but Tony is a guy that I'm hyping up all the yeah. time. And then uh, I'll let you uh, do the, the final game. Oh, the game and game of the weekend. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Not just because it's the teams, but like, the, yeah. the way the game went. Exactly. Uh, Liverpool and Man City, 2 2 draw at Anfield. Um, it was a. I could I could definitely say first half we had a grip on the game, um, the occasional uh, you know opportunity there and then and then obviously uh, Liverpool are always looking to break especially against us because they know that if they can break the initial line of pressure that they we tend to be open or p- pretty vulnerable in the back at least, which I think this year we've done a lot a better job, um, but I mean to be down one nil and then c- climb back. And then to be get, go down two one and then come back, I think it shows character from us, especially from play, at a place where we struggled so hard over the last decade or so. Because I mean, we only had what one win at Anfield in the last ten years or so. So I mean, it, I think it shows it shows that we are treading in the right direction. Although we're you know we might not be seen as title favorites or we're not as dominant as Chelsea or have or undefeated like Liverpool you know like we have our yeah we we don't have a striker either but I mean for us to perform go to their house and perform that way I think it's it shows a lot of it, it, it it's neither a good nor a bad result it just shows it puts things like well you guys were able to have an answer for all of their goals you know yeah. what I mean which is like, like, norm, like normally we shut down yeah. yeah uh the but dude the Salagol oh my god Damn it. You literally can't stop the guy. Yeah, he's, he's not even a right-footed player. He's uh, never had a right foot. And he's just like, you know what? I think I'm going to try this one. Exactly. That guy's. That's the only reason him. it worked because you always assume he's going left. And he continued to, like, fake the left shot, yep. cut into his right. And then yep. he faked it again, cut back to his right, hits the shot. And, man, that that's a contender for goal of the season for me. I mean, just – Oh yeah, the, for it's sure. The game you did it in, yeah. Against the, the, the moment team, you did it, you against know what the I mean? team you did it, you know, weak like, foot. Yeah. It took on all these players, man. It, it, that shit was tight, <laughs> honestly. 
Hey, and all I'm saying is that my boy Phil Foden is not afraid of the big lights, the big occasion. Because Foden today became the youngest player to score three consecutive Premier League games against Liverpool since Lukaku did it. I mean, he's one of your guys' best players. Yeah, and it goes to, like, you know, like, he three times in a row against Liverpool, like, that goes to show you that you show up for the big games. When you when you talk about Man City, you think De Bruyne. But now it's to the point where I'm starting to think Foden. Foden yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is the one carrying the team. And De Bruyne's been a little, uh, for me, a little disappointing. Um, he came into the game super slow, you know? Yeah, he was struggling. And uh, you, you could tell, like, he's – I feel like he's still not fully fit, you know, and up to speed because, like, he was out for a while because of that ankle injury he picked up in the Euros. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it's it, – I don't know. I don't know where I would rank this result in terms of, like, whether – Well, I think that you guys came close to taking the loss yeah. if it wasn't for Rodri's last-ditch effort. <laughs> Beautiful yeah. tackle. Yeah. Open goal for yeah. took way too long. You got an open goal, just hit it yeah. with your damn left. He's, like, yeah. sets it up. Touches it, opens his hips as if he needs to place it. Like, bro, the goal, no goalie's not there, no thing's there. Exactly. Just hit that shit in the goal, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, good for you guys. He took a long ass time, and yeah. Rodri was able to make a last stitch effort. And it was just a beautiful tackle, man. And stuff like that just makes me a little horny. Yeah, no, yeah, last stitch defending for sure, especially like in the 80th minute, you know, 88th minute. Um, and another crazy stat that I didn't even realize is that Liverpool's only managed to beat us one time in the last seven meetings against each other. Damn. Yeah. I didn't which, know that. Yeah, which is a uh, which is kind of crazy considering that Klopp is the manager who's beaten Guardiola the most times and I mean, it's it's good cuz like it's starting to look like we are like both teams are back to where we were when we were like fighting for that title over like 100 points, you know, like yeah. up, up to there. And then it's cool because like there's another team in contention now too, which is Chelsea, you know, so like now mm-hmm. there's like a three-way tie for everything. I'm not going to put United in there yet because I mean, obviously they're not pulling they're not punching above their weight. They're they're kind of getting dragged down by other teams, and I mean it is what it is. And I think they lu- they're lucky to get uh, Europa League this season. Yeah, um, I just think yeah, like I said, Liverpool just looks like 2019 fucking Premier League champions. Liverpool. Now. One thing I thought was crazy though is that the fact that you guys literally were almost even on possession and passes and everything. So yeah. it's like you guys are a possession team, and you got you know yeah same possession as a team that's a counterattack team so in that sense you guys you stooped to their level and you, you started playing their game and you fell away from yours and i think that's why you guys were chasing the game yeah. the whole time instead of being on the front foot but i mean it was at anfield so yeah it's hard you know yeah. like people people are like i mean you watch any other team any other teams go there and they're just getting bombarded back and forth. Mm-hmm. like it's like it's like you literally clear the ball and they're already attacking you again so it's like for us to pick up a result like that, like it's it's a it's a good thing for sure, especially after the tough week we had again when we played Chelsea. Yeah, we lost PSG, then we tied Liverpool. I mean, I, I think apart from them being all wins, I mean that's probably the best you can do, honestly. Yeah, and you guys are only one point behind them. I mean, exactly, you're third place, third second. So yeah, uh, it's a really close table right now, though, honestly. And I mean, and the even craziest part to me. Is that Brighton's right up there with the best of them? <laughs> Brighton, they're gonna win it. They're gonna pull a Leicester. Yeah. No, actually, 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 Watford. Hey, the real, Leicester. the real question though is, you got Everton and Brighton on even points with Man U. Do you give either one of those teams the Champions League spot over Man U? Imagine. I mean, it looks like it could happen. The way Man U's performing, and it's just like these teams have something to prove, and Man U really does have something to prove. But, like, at the same time, these individual players don't. 
And that's what the problem is. You know what I mean? Like every, everybody's proved themselves in a mm-hmm. sense. So it's like, that's, I don't know. Man, you ain't really scary to me. No. It's like a toothless lion. It's like, it's a cross-eyed lion. <laughs> like, you know, they like, don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, definitely. But that wrapped it up for the week. And then next week is a international, international break. And then, uh, yeah, I finally did it guys. I posted and asked you guys to any questions or or comments or anything for this week's podcast. So shout out to my boy Diego, real one. He asked, is, is this Liverpool team a fluke right now, or are they front runners to win the Prem? Sheesh. <laughs> I'm well, from the beginning of the season, I said Man City is my favorite. And I think still Man City is my favorite because they're, they've done it so yeah. many times already. This is basically the same team with another player. Yeah. And Liverpool – same thing, same team. Yeah. Not really any new players. Yeah. So, I mean, I give it to Man City just based off that one individual player, Grealish, coming in, having that creativity that you guys might need. Need, and then, but the problem is you got Salah, who's playing better yeah, than he's yeah, ever. Yeah. He's ever. So it's like almost like getting a whole new player. Yeah. So it's gonna be a close one for sure, but I, I still think that Man City, you know, edge it out. But then you got Chelsea too. That's the thing. I don't put Chelsea winning the. I do. I mean, I personally do. It, it's hard. It's it's hard to say because. I, I as, think being so defensive over the season. It's will, gonna hurt you. Yeah, yeah, too many ties. Like ties are good, but too many ties can be a problem. And being a defensive team like that can mm-hmm. cause a lot of issues. And then today they showed a lot of uh, struggle with uh, Southampton. So mm-hmm. I think over. 38 games, you might start to see Chelsea have yeah. some issues. Um, it's, it's a good question, though, because um, the problem right now is that we're still not at that hectic point of the season. Like, if you're able to start pulling wins in December, January, then at that point, we kind of already have an idea what the league's going to look like. Especially because, like, if, if you – if Liverpool gets another like like pretty serious injury in the, to their roster that I feel like they don't have a lot of depth. Like don't get me wrong, they have a few youngsters here and there, but like I mean losing Harvey Elliott, that's already like a big blow, you know, especially because he was already starting and he was in good form. Um, and then just is is this Salah form gonna like? That's go, the real question. Yeah, like how how long can he keep it up? Is it is it gonna be like that one season where he scored thirty plus like thirty goals in the league? I got a question for you. If he keeps it up, does he get Ballon d'Or? If he wins, because I, I mean, think so. I think he really does. It's well, like finally if, the year that he dethrones somebody, and I think he deserves it if he keeps playing like this. If he wins, though, that's the problem. Because like, like the the reason why Messi can get away with it is because he has outrageous stats. Like you know, like he'll have like 40, 40 goals and like twenty five assists. Like you know, like yeah. can Salah match that? You know, like right now he is. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like I. I as of right now, I would definitely, I would definitely say that Liverpool is a, like a like a notch above everybody else in, in the table. But like I said, it's just a matter matter of whether they could all stay healthy and how long can Salah keep this going? Because, like I said, I mean, and right now we're still like in the infancy stage of the of the season, and it's like, like I, I talk about it a lot, but I mean. It's, the end of December to January, that like the 10, end of that like ten to twelve game mark. Yeah, right? like that's when like you really start seeing like the league take shape, and I mean, 
and even then it's not even certain just because like i feel like the skill gap between the top three it's like it's like minuscule you know like all it takes is really close yeah so i mean and if man you could pull their shit together it's like a whole different yeah that adds another dimension to things you know so it's like i mean that's a good question diego but i mean i I would i would definitely say yes right now they're front runners for sure but like i said it it could all change come christmas time because like i said all it takes is a couple bad results and in the course of like two weeks and then you know you're already out of it you know but and i'm sorry diego i i uh i um uh, i'm bagging on your team right now but they're <laughs> shit so <laughs> but i mean like i said it's a long season like i mean we were what eighth last season at this point and then we pulled what was it 12 straight victories in the prem so i mean like it's anybody's ball game realistically like i said like that that period between christmas and the end of january is like the the crucial point of the season like if you can put a run together there or if and you can take points away from the top, the top three, top four, that's, then you're sitting in a comfortable position for sure. But I mean, that was, that the, was that the only question we got? Oh, well, I'm going to entertain this one for the homie. I mean, it's not soccer related, but I mean, I guess we'll answer it. Uh, to my boy Chiva right here, he said red pill or blue pill? Blue. And I know what the blue pill is, motherfuckers. But, I mean, you know, my team's blue, so we got to rock with them. And, I mean, that, that'll do it for us, I guess, this week. Because, I mean, we got a short – it was a short it was a short one. There's a couple of boring games that we couldn't really talk about. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, really any upsets other than the whole Everton Man U thing, like I was saying. So, yeah. everything kind of went the way it should have this week. And, um, yeah, we have a international weekend coming up. So, I mean, that's just fucking snooze fest in itself. Man, I hate international. I know it's stupid. It's stupid how there's a international break in September, October, and November. Like what? Like how does that make sense? Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see if we can scrap an idea together and maybe get an episode for next week. And I mean, it's all up in the air. We'll see. I mean, we might take a break, you know, because I mean, no one gives a fuck about international. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically. No, and there's no transfers, anything. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. I mean, worst comes to worst, you'll hear from us. Two weeks from now, you know, when it all resumes. Yeah, but I still want more questions. Oh. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that like yeah. right now, but I'm saying, like, it gives us more time to get more questions also. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, if not, we'll scrap together an episode just pure, purely purely based on yeah, questions. Was, yeah, but we're not at that level yet. Yeah, know? maybe. You it'll know? be like a two-second episode. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it'll be like a 10-minute preview, you know? like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll preview. The, yeah, that's probably what we'll do. We'll preview the games before they happen maybe later, but yeah, we'll not deal with that right now. But anyways, uh, it's been real, guys. Um, we'll see you guys in Lord knows when. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting us. I mean, it's been unreal. Um, and send, yeah. send in those questions to El Rondo Pod. Yeah. And or, follow our or, Instagram. Our pers- or our personal, you know, Instagrams. It really don't matter. But yeah. uh, ideally, El Rondo Pod. Yeah. Shoot it a follow. Yep. Give us a subscri- uh, subscribe on uh-huh. whatever you're listening to. Yep. And uh, let us know how we're doing. Yeah, 100%. Where it's all feedback, it's all constructive criticism, and we love you. We love you, our consistent 22 listeners. Yeah, even even the homie who listened to us from Italy, shout out to that fool if you're listening still. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been real. We'll catch you guys later. Later, later.